Channel KRT, and I can tell you right now, I promise that just because this is titled Grandpa's Magical Toys, that does not mean we are looking at anything X-rated yet. <laughs> did I watch the wrong movie? <laughs> you probably did. Oh no! What a mistake. Ah, I'm Kate Quinn, and is it time? Time! Time! And I'm terrible bird puppet. <laughs> I'm Tyler Green, and I am recording this with a migraine, not from We Sing the Day of All Things. Go figure. Yay! All right, and that is the voice of Randy Martin, who did not give us her introduction today. Oh, I thought I did. Did you? Yeah. No, no, your name's Leonard. Leonard. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no, yeah, she's Leonard. Welcome to Channel KRT. My name is Leonard. These are the other hosts, Leonard and Leonard, and our special guest, Leonard. (laughs) Well, actually, our guest star's name is not Leonard, but we shall introduce him anyway. You know him from Musicals with Cheese. You know him from Dear Friends. And you know him from his Twitter feed, Jesse McAnally. Please welcome Jesse McAnally. Yay, I have the same name as my Twitter. Woo! (laughs) Welcome, Leonard. Not a lot of people get that blessing. Are you ready to wee scream with us? You know what? I'm sick of the wee sing. How about you sing? (laughs) (laughs) Why do we have to sing? Why can't you sing, you lazy bastard? It's now called the Nintendo Switch sing. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why is it called we sing if it's not we singing? It's they singing. They don't even give me, like, the Disney sing-along lyrics so I can try to wee-sing. Are they implying that the tape is sentient? I mean, in the wee-sing universe, anything's fucking sentient. So you guys have covered wee-sing before on this show. Uh, yeah, this is currently day three of a ten-day series where we're gonna be talking about wee-sing, like, all the videos and shit. We just sat through wee-sing together in King Cole's party, and wee-sing together is bad. (laughs) So, is this, like, the Empire Strikes Back to the New Hope? Kinda! King Cole's party is more the Empire Strikes Back, I guess. This is more the Return of the Jedi, or maybe the Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I would probably say that this, Grandpa's Magical Toys, is the Attack of the Clones, to We Sing Together's uh, Phantom Menace. (laughs) And I know nothing about Star Wars, so my opinion is moot. All I can say is that at least Phantom Menace is kind of laughably bad, whereas Attack of the Clones is just boring. And then Revenge of the Sith is pretty good. That's how I feel about Grandpa's Magical Toys, because at the least if they had to start on a very cursed note where they sing with a bunch of toys and sing a bunch of classic nursery rhymes, this one wasn't terrible it's very cursed but watchably cursed if we sing is excuse me Visa <laughs> called jaja binks then um fucking grandpa's magical toys is i don't like sand <laughs> all right so jesse this is pretty interesting for you in that you were actually not familiar with we sing when we asked you to do this no 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 this is before my time um this 
special is about 10 years older than I am. So I'm like, all right, what is this world? And if it's a weird discovery to see like what public domain songs eventually these people ripped off that eventually Barney ripped off that eventually I'm sure other kids shows right now are ripping off. It's funny because like every other time we had a guest on this podcast, it was like someone who had a connection or knew about it, but this time you get to watch us drag someone to hell with us. <laughs> I did do a little bit of research, because I was like, who are you actors? What have you done with your life after this? And it uh, drove me into some fun rabbit holes of like, man, you were in Power Rangers? Well, you live in New Zealand now? <laughs> One of our future guests on this journey of ours, Gokai Orange, actually tipped us on to some pretty fascinating tidbits of We Sing cast and crew. Uh, the majority of these videos were actually filmed in Portland, and they would literally just take actors and actresses in the Portland theater scene and just stick them in these for whatever reason. Hey, you want to do this for 30 bucks? All right, I'm pretty much going to do this in one take, so... Hey, you want to make yourself look like an asshole for an hour? Sure, why not? Can you double dutch? Not really. Uh, we'll do it anyway. I mean, this one, it may not be actually filmed like King Cole's party was, which was the only one that was actually filmed and didn't look like it was a low-budget music video. I mean, this one, um, at least it looked like it had over $100 for a budget. <laughs> it still looks like they used the TV cameras from the local uh, fucking public access channels, but at least the sets were pretty. <laughs> I feel slightly less I'm gonna wake up in a room chained up and Jigsaw is gonna show up and tell me I have to make it through this tape at the least. <laughs> they use chroma keying in this one for the first time. And you can tell. You can really fucking tell. You know 70s Superman? Imagine that, but like even more of a blue outline. I feel like you're. that's even being kind, like even comparing it to 70s <laughs> Superman. <laughs> I mean, I will say that this was probably, while I had actually never really seen any Weezing before we started doing this saga, I did see parts of this because I had watched Pushing Up Rose's review on it. So if I accidentally parrot her at points, which her, her review is great, by the way, please check it out. I sincerely apologize if she ever watches this and <laughs> please don't sue me. <laughs> Real quick, we actually should talk about this cast because there actually is some pretty fucking interesting connections here, I think. Like, for instance, the kid who plays Peter co-wrote the fucking Lego movie. Dude did not just climb the corporate ladder. He fucking went into a spaceship and shot himself up there. He launched the ladder. He disintegrated the ladder. <laughs> I'm gonna make a good movie with toys. <laughs> Fuck it, how you go from We Sing to the fucking Lego movie? Nepotism. <laughs> he also apparently writes for DreamWorks now because he's a credited writer on Troll Hunters and The Croods too. Well, at least this nepotism resulted in something that's actually quality. <laughs> this was good nepotism. This is one of those times where nepotism is a good thing. And in addition, apparently the girl who played the Dutch girl who... I'm sure we'll have choice words about as we go along. Apparently was involved with Power Rangers. Her name is Jacques Drew. Yeah, and apparently she was in the additional crew for the Pete's Dragon movie in 2016, as well as Guns Akimbo. Oh, she was also in uh, Dr. Giggles, too. <laughs> and apparently the director of this, Susan Shadburn, she wrote The Adventures of Mark Twain, that terrifying stop-motion Will Vinton movie. Also, one cast member I want to shout out real quick is Francisco Reinders, who played the grandfather in this video. He sadly passed away in 1996, but apparently he was an active and highly regarded mime theatrical designer and fine artist. 
apparently he trained under Marcel Marceau. Oh my god. Holy shit. I did not see any of this training on display in his five seconds of screen time. Yeah, for what it's worth, the grandpa is actually a lot of fun for like the two minutes he's on screen. Like he gets in a lot of like fun mugging and he just has like a really warm personality. I like to him. What, you didn't get as much, like, enthralled personality from David trying to do a British accent? Come on. Fuck no. (laughs) I was like, what is he trying to do? A Scottish accent? A British accent? (laughs) I just know his eyes were closed the entire time he was trying to do it. I was like, David, my my friend. And at the beginning when they're introducing David, the grandpa intentionally gets his name wrong. Like, Leonard? Leonard? I'm just like... Can I pause you for a minute, uh, Kit? I really want to talk about what's on the We Sing Wiki about that. (laughs) moment so each of these characters have their own wiki pages i did my research so when he is first introduced peter's grandpa accidentally called him leonard which confused some viewers this may indicate that peter's grandfather might have alzheimer's disease or mild dementia (laughs) and that is all that is on david's page for like information about david is that peter's grandpa might have dementia grandma probably divorced him years ago and that's why he had to make all these toys oh we have plenty of (laughs) theories about the grandma Spoiler alert, she's going to turn out to be one of the toys. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, he turned her into ham bone. How dare you, Grandpa? (laughs) So we begin this whole adventure by Grandpa basically cleaning up his room and riding on the giant rocking horse, which I was like, how did that thing break? (laughs) I feel like those things are like only specifically made for little kids. So I was just like, wow, what kind of wood does he have? You're asking about Grandpa's wood? Kit, ah, no, go no, to your room. No, no, you know what I am. I want to know more about it. I don't think wood is involved here. This is called magical toys. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for the Grandpa prequel series where it turns out his toys were just all his murder victims. Coming soon to We Sing Plus. We Sing the Wayfair Edition. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa did horrible harm to these children. We have both the token girl and the token chubby kid. That's how I knew it was the 80s. Oh, we got both of them. So basically the way these kids end up becoming shrunk is like this fucking magic dust that's just conveniently above them. Like they accidentally bump into the shelf and then whoop! It's like Wayne Zielinski made it. No, they snorted the asbestos. They think they're like hanging with toys. Oh, God. (laughs) That's grandma's cocaine, you little shits. They won't shut up about ham bone. But who's to say that's not grandma's ashes or something? Good God. Grandpa's magical ashes. Kids found grandpa's magical lettuce. <laughs> I cannot tell if I'm annoyed by Punchinello or not, because on one hand, he is pretty annoying. On the other hand, he kind of has a Paul Rubens vibe about him, so. He kind of does. This is crack. <laughs> You know, we may be the Clown Defenders podcast, but there's something off about Punchinello, man. Just, I don't trust him. Some clowns suck. (laughs) (laughs) Punch-a-wise. Also, we should talk about the fact that a lot of the toys look nothing like their live-action counterparts. They really don't. Oh my god. Like, the Punchinello puppet is, like, this flat-headed puppet. And then you have, like, the monkey, which is just, like, this basic stuffed monkey. And then you meet it later. It's a guy in terrifying makeup. Spoiler alert. I I feel like these costumes and this makeup, I feel like I'm at that shitty little town carnival where everything is more expensive than it has any fucking right to be and you feel like you're gonna die on every single ride and you just spent 40 dollars at the balloon dart stand because you wanted that crappy stuffed elephant 
and the guy kept egging you on, and you were getting mad, and you were like, you know what? I'm willing to spend all of my money to get that fucking elephant. <laughs> then you burned down the fair, just because. This got personal. I'll have to show you guys my elephant at some point. <laughs> you know what? I earned that fucking elephant. <laughs> So for the record, this is Toy Punchinello, and he looks very stoned in this picture. Ooh. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I would have loved that as a kid. I, I, you would? Um. I had a strange affinity for clowns. It was mimes that terrified me. Punchinello gave me the vibe of the original Ronald McDonald from like the 50s. Really? Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> and I'm not sure if that endeared me to him a bit, but it made me feel like, oh, you were the forgotten version of what would inevitably be a marketing icon. Oh no, you poor thing. <laughs> He's the founder version. Can I ask a question about Punchinello really quick? Because it's bothering me right now. Is it coming from like the Punch and Judy? Because if that is what we're getting to, then did he murder his wife with a stick? and then kill a baby is that his origin story of how he became the joker oh my god when i go on could you introduce me as punchinello (laughs) (laughs) so here's my theory about punchinello so i think that there might be a possibility that punchinello is a toy that's inhabited with the soul of a serial killer a la child's play and he shrinks these children down just so he can find a new inhabitant to get into a new human form. Change my mind. I'm gonna say it. Punchinello gives me Annabelle vibes. Thank you. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) He looks like what the actual Annabelle doll looks like. (laughs) I want to say David slash Leonard has a different vibe at the end of the show than he does at the beginning. And he kind of seems to be daydreaming throughout most of the middle of it. So I'm like, maybe he did just take his body and now Punchinello is now David Leonard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, that's why he keeps saying Leonard. Oh God. (laughs) Leonard is Punchinello's real name. It was Grandpa's plan all along. (laughs) If this episode gets me cursed, it's it's worth it. Annabelle, if you can hear this, no, it is not worth it. Don't curse us. We're sorry. Annabelle disappeared. She's fine. She's on the road. Are you? What? Did you not know this? Annabelle disappeared. So that the actual Annabelle doll has disappeared? Yes, that that was a thing that happened. What? Last year, that like happened. And I remember being like, oh, look at that. All right. Um, I am never going near a Raggedy Ann doll ever again. Any Raggedy Ann doll could be Annabelle. No! One positive I'll say about this movie is also that the choreography is actually not bad. Like, it looks like they actually taught the actors how to dance. Like, the Punchinello actor actually can do some pretty decent moves. And I was amazed that little girl um, could actually do a backflip. I will say all the children are very well performed in this, uh, aside from David Leonard. Um, the other two are very good, and so are the, I forget what they are, the La- Laddie and Lassie, those, those two kids. They're, they're good, too. So I can't remember the name of the blonde kid, but I swear to God, he looks like he's about 14 or 15 years old. (laughs) Peter. Peter. Yeah, Yeah, Peter looks like he's a fucking freshman in high school. So I'm wondering how much they paid that kid. He looks exactly like Michael from Barney's, who was way too old to be in the show at that point. So He looks like Rusty from National Lampoon's Vacation. (laughs) Oh my God, you're right. (laughs) I kept expecting Chevy Chase to show up and give him a beer. (laughs) I kept expecting they were going to eat a piss sandwich which at one point <laughs> also we forgot to talk about the fact that the grandfather sings the good morning song to the children and my first thought was that it's three o'clock in the afternoon and just grandpa's already off his meds 
Grandpa just sleeps all day until the kids show up. <laughs> Quick question for all grandparents out there. What the hell is up with you and good morning songs? <laughs> My grandma did that shit to me all the time whenever I stayed at their place. And I swear to God, this is like a universal thing. <laughs> if anyone can relate, let me know. We, we gotta talk about the good morning effect. <laughs> and then we meet Cuckoo the Cuckoo Clock, and I just gotta say, fuck Cuckoo, man. Fucking Cuckoo was so fucking annoying. Like, good God. I was like, I'm gonna show you a bad time. Gah! Remember that cute little thread on Twitter that Big Bird did of all his cousins? Well, this is the cousin he didn't talk about, and there's a good reason he didn't. <laughs> I do want to point out that in the goof section of the wiki, um, it points out that the clock in which Cuckoo lives keeps changing time at random moments, and that's one of the goofs, so they messed up, we sing. The whole series is a goof. <laughs> you know what? That's just how time works in the we sing universe. There's no such thing as time. It just jumps from time to time every second. And then they get to regular size again. Grandpa's young again. They're back in 1954. <laughs> oh god <laughs> one moment you might even find yourself as the first ever creature to crawl out of water one minute you might find yourself in like 2142 <laughs> <laughs> also look i get it was the 80s and they didn't exactly have the highest budget to make it look like they actually shrunk some of the effects for it look decent like i guess they managed to make the props in the background look big but the shelf still looks like the same size when they were normal size and why do they have a window all the way down there yeah this set is weirdly scaled for some reason i get it they didn't have really much of a budget but it's like honey i shrunk the kids was like a year after this and that set still looks freaking amazing while this just looks what? <laughs> and to make it even weirder, there's a scene later where the grandpa walks in and the toys all hide. With shitty chroma key. You see his feet in the normal set and then it cuts to the giant set where everything just looks off. <laughs> also, after this, the sailor shows up and I just gotta say, I'd make fun of David's terrible British accent, but that sailor's British accent really wasn't that much better. Oh, my, my. I'm so confused. How do you do? So nice to meet you. I don't understand why I can't get this right. So Grandpa and his magical toys also have some semen. Boo! Go to your room, Randy. <laughs> so yeah, what I was saying about Cuckoo is that the running gag that she has is that she keeps popping out whenever someone says time and says, Do you guys know what the time is? Or something like that. And just this whole time, I just wanted Punchinelle to pull out a pair of garden shears and just chop her neck off. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. When I was a kid, my uncle had a rooster. That rooster was evil. He would terrorize me and all of my cousins and all my other relatives and everything. He would chase us all over the yard. He was just a terrible bird. And then one day, my aunt was out in the yard at night. The rooster jumped down from a branch, mauled her face so bad she had to get stitches. Jesus! And I have decided that he is no longer the worst bird that ever existed. That honor now goes to Cuckoo. Good God. <laughs> also, Punchinello can just randomly summon the Muffin Man, and the Muffin Man looks like Val Kilmer in Tombstone. <laughs> I was kind of surprised that they didn't go full Italian stereotype and just give the Muffin Man an accent. Or like Swedish Chef, I guess. <laughs> but they gave him a mustache, which is just as bad in a different way. <laughs> 
Also, Punchinello keeps saying friends like, FRIENDS! I hate this motherfucker. You have no friends for this reason, motherfucker. <laughs> I want to fight him so bad. They don't call him Punchinello for nothing. <laughs> And then the Muffin Man brings conflict for the first time in this godforsaken video because he only has one muffin left. How's he going to share it with everybody else? This is the worst problem in the universe ever. Starving kids, be quiet. This is worse. They do a stupid song, too, where they're like, oh, only one person can have the muffin. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, we have these magical powers that can just split the muffin. So that was pointless. They do one potato, two potato, three potato, four, which, yeah, I fucking hated that song as a kid, and I still do today. And what the fuck does this have to do with potatoes anyway? It's a muffin. That entire interaction could have lasted three seconds tops. It lasted like two minutes here. Yeah, this series still does have an issue with pacing, I'm gonna say, because while this tape is better at the pacing overall than we sing together, there's still some scenes that go on way longer than they need to. <laughs> <laughs> this whole tape is like the hour-long equivalent of one of those family guy jokes that just takes forever. Also, hey kids, wanna know what Harley Quinn would be like if she was introduced to boring, bland, white girl TikTok? Well, meet Dutch girl. And speaking of offensive caricatures. Good God, she wasn't even Dutch. She sounded like she was from the Jersey Shore or something. I am a pretty little Dutch girl, as pretty as I can be. And all the boys in the neighborhood are crazy over me. Ugh, she was such a fucking Karen, I gotta say. She definitely makes, like, Christian conservative oppression roleplay on TikTok. She, like, that fucking forced vaccine one. <laughs> she made oh, that. I'll, I'll take the vaccine. Oh, oh it has a chip. <laughs> Dutch girl is, like, one of those white girls who posts hashtag be kind on social media, despite the fact that they were the worst kind of bully in middle school. She also gets so fucking offended when Sarah's better at jump roping than her, and I'm just like, yeah, bitch, she's better than you. Get over it. Yeah, and then she throws a shit fit because she thinks people don't want to play with her because her ribbons get untied or whatever. No, no one wants to play with you because you suck. Definitely had a Hogwarts-themed pregnancy announcement. Also, that fucking jump rope scene, there is no way all those people would have fit into the jump rope, even if Punchinella was magically making it longer. You know that girl in school who would, like, go up to you and be like, oh, so, like, are, are you, like, emo? <laughs> She'd be the type to be like, um, come join Bible Club. She gives me Caitlyn Bennett vibes. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. She shit herself at a party. <laughs> She intentionally riles people up, and when they retaliate, she goes, um, you know I carry, right? <laughs> ben Shapiro definitely masturbates to her. Oh, God. <laughs> no, Ben Shapiro's masturbating to AOC. We all know that. <laughs> and yet he still can't get her wet. Half of AOC's emails are just Ben Shapiro asking her for feet pics. Speaking of annoying characters, we then get introduced to the farmer in the Dell who, I'm just gonna say it, was also annoying as fuck. Yeah, but a pig. A real-life pig. Come on, guys. I, yeah, the pig was cute. That was the saving grace. The pig genuinely looked like it wanted to die at several points. That pig kept trying to run away from the set. I was like, free! Be free! Be free! Oink, oink, suey, be okay! Pig power in the house. That'll do, pig. That'll do. 
at least Bingo the dog and we sing together looked like he was having a good time. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> also, I know we're so hung up on Punchinello, but the one line I gotta bring up of his from the very beginning is when Peter is talking to him and he's like, you know my name. And then Punchinello's like, oh, I've been watching you for years. I even winked at you once. Good lesson. Kids, if a strange man tells you he's been watching you for years and then winks at you, tell him to join your OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) Make money off of that man. And then they have one of those fucking beaver skunk and squirrel, I guess, at the end say that as well. And I'm just like, what the fucking fuck are these toys up to? Good God. You're telling me Grandpa's Magical Toys also has beavers? Beavers and semen? (laughs) Careful about mixing those two. (laughs) Good God! (laughs) Make more toys that way. Honestly, one of the things about Farmer and the Dale for me is that I just never really liked that song much, and some of the lyrics they do for it in this version are so creepy. The fucking, the farmer takes the wife, the wife takes the child. I'm like, is that the wife just randomly upping and leaving him? (laughs) (laughs) The wife takes the child, he leaves for her moms, and then he's all alone, and the shotgun looks pretty nice. (laughs) Also, I did not need to see the Muffin Man acting like a dog. Thank you very much. <laughs> who, knew, who knew that even toys had kinks? Go figure. I mean, I do kind of low-key ship Punchinello and both in the Muffin Man and the Sailor. So, you know what? They're in a threesome. <laughs> they're in a thropple. They're, they're a happy thropple. Ah, uh, the semen of the threesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I noticed there's a trend here and that this video has the most children's songs that I hate. Because there's the Farmer in the Dell, the Muffin Man... Who Stole the Cookies from the Cookie Jar, Hambone. Like, I always thought as a kid these were, like, bottom barrel nursery rhymes, and it fits even more so here, I think. That fucking cookie jar, man. Oh, God, yeah, that thing's terrifying. Like, that cookie jar is just sitting there ominously the whole time, and you're just waiting for it to say something, and you're just so on edge the whole time because you know that it's going to be terrifying because there's no way around it. That thing is just disgusting as soon as it started talking and then everything went silent i was like okay am i in a creepypasta am i watching like a haunted tape <laughs> it looked like balloony as well as the giant temple head from legends of the hidden temple that was exactly what i thought i was like legends of the hidden temple hey 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 don't slander olmec like that <laughs> am i watching a jack stober video <laughs> that is a good point where is the jack stober slash we sing collab yes <laughs> I want to hear a bunch of kids and a bunch of adults in weird costumes singing Buttercup. (laughs) (laughs) Also, someone stole the cookies from the cookie jar is like the lamest detective song ever. Like, I'm just imagining, wow, imagine this being an episode of Columbo or Clue or something, because all you have to say is, nah, it wasn't me. And then you're off the hook, (laughs) apparently. Ah, yes, my favorite Monk episode, Mr. Monk in the Cookie Jar. It just felt like your fault from Into the Woods, where everyone's just blaming each other for stealing the beans, and I'm like, oh, oh, this is a much less intense version of that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. That is my favorite episode of Murder, She Wrote. (laughs) So it was probably at this point in the video where one of the producers realized, hey, we haven't desecrated enough nationalities yet, let's bring the Scottish into it. I mean... At least it was predominantly white countries, I'll say that much. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was so scared they were gonna do, like, a South American or, like, an Asian country. Ugh. And I was just like, oh, God, please don't, please don't. <laughs> oh, here comes the China dolls. Come on in. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not gonna lie. As someone that doesn't know we sing very well, halfway through, I was expecting, like, some version of the Bible to come out and be like, here's why all of this is important for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the Bible, like, hat to drop at some point during this. I'm not going to lie. Apparently they did make a Bible soundtrack, so... (laughs) (laughs) Also, they end up admitting that the reason all the cookies disappeared was Dutch Girl's fault, because she took the last one out, and I was like, they all just should have beat the shit out of her after that. (laughs) Can I speak to your manager? (laughs) Yeah, that's how she talks, by the way. You know that hyper overdoing it of like Harley Quinn, that shit, like just trying way too hard. That's what that is. I'm not sure if any of you have gone to like professional theater camps and you got the one that's trying harder than anyone else, but still worse than everyone else. It's that girl. (laughs) It's like if you were trying to do like a combination of Harley Quinn and Cyndi Lauper, but it just blew up in your face really bad. That said, if that Dutch girl was played by Arlene Sorkin, she would have killed it. Absolutely. I'm gonna be honest, Dutch girl still would have been a better Harley than the one we got in Batman and Harley Quinn. Yeah, Yeah. we don't talk about that. It does not smell like discipline. Oh, man. And then they do the roll the red ball down the town song, which, yeah, that doesn't go anywhere. They just form basically all this excitement around a ball, and apparently they're like, the ball is the smartest toy out of all of us. And I'm like, I guess I believe it, only because y'all are dumb as fuck. So we got wood, balls, semen, and beavers. When did this turn into Independence Day Resurgence? The fucking sphere thing from Independence Day Resurgence shows up in this. And it's like, hey, can you kick the aliens' asses for us, please? And they're like, yeah, okay. And she's like, thanks. <laughs> also, I swear to God, that doll, the one that's like in the red dress, so that's with the crayon and the monkey and the jack-in-the-box. Oh, the rag doll, yeah. She looks exactly like the girl from We Sing in Sillyville. I swear to God. Oh, yeah, she does. Silly whim. Uh, she Not the same actress, though, but... Yeah, she kind of does. I will say that Jack in the Box, thank God he wasn't on screen for very long because, um, why did he look like that clown from Terrifier? Oh, God. And and don't even get into the monkey because, like I said, you have, like, this thing that looks like a stuffed monkey in the beginning. And then once the live actor, it's a dude in makeup and it's horrifying. Like, again, there is no reason why that shouldn't have just been a guy in a costume. Also, it's a monkey in a bellhop uniform, and I was amazed MGM didn't go after them for that. Like, (laughs) Could they not have just gotten a real monkey? How expensive can a real monkey be to rent for a day? I think the insurance rates on the children would go up because we don't want, yeah, the faces get torn off by a monkey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) they could have just used a little capuchin the worst those things can do is like bite off your finger yeah you're gonna pay for a children's finger you're gonna pay for little johnny's (laughs) finger (laughs) (laughs) well maybe they shouldn't have provoked the damn monkey maybe they shouldn't have put their fingers near the monkey you're just on the monkey side of everything aren't you Yes, I am. And then we have the crayon, which is literally the participation trophy character of this video. Because <laughs> it's literally just a guy in a crayon suit with a crayon top hat. And I don't even think we saw the crayon at the beginning of the video either. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, actually, we did. Yeah, it's literally a spirit Halloween Crayola costume. Wait, so did the crayon in the beginning like have a human face and arms and legs? No, it didn't have a face. It was just a regular crayon. What? But yeah, <laughs> it grew a face. <laughs> Guys, uh, while watching this and having this discussion, an idea just hit my head, and I'm going to pitch it to you guys right now. Let's hear it. All right. Same exact premise. Kids get shrunk down to same size as toys in, like, uh, Grandpa's Christmas or whatever shop. And it's just framed as a horror movie, and they're all out to kill them, and the kids have to survive through the night. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's the same aesthetics, the same aesthetic choices, four by three, like, same kids and everything, it's just like these toys are out to kill them. Not a thing of the lighting, not a thing of the costumes has changed, just that is the new framing. I'd watch it. (laughs) But I want the specific design choices where it's, like, not completely correct dimensions of how big the kids are and all that. We want to be slightly (laughs) wrong, we want to look slightly different from how it looked in real life. We don't want to polish, we want to have that we sing kids feel. Literally all of the We Sing videos, no exceptions, but especially We Sing Together, would make for perfect horror movies. You saw what they did with the banana splits. Imagine that, but tenfold with Humbear and Melody Mouse. Good God, we need this. Side note, take a drink every time they say young at heart in this special. You'll be dead by the end of it. (laughs) I'll be dead at heart. (laughs) I'll be hospitalized at heart. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention there's a plot point here with the magical key because Grandpa is having a hard time trying to find it. And then it turns out when they find the magical key, it's the key of being, say it with me, everybody, young Also, it was Dutch Girl's fault again because she mistook it for the merry-go-round key, so. Stupid bitch. You goddamn stupid bitch. (laughs) You fucking Tommy Lauren ass. Key losing bitch. I will say that most of the costumes in this, besides like the Jack in the Box and the Monkey, aren't that terrifying. That completely changed when I saw the beaver and the skunk. I have a perfect frame to encapsulate my feelings about that damn beaver. Here, let me pull it up real quick. This specific screenshot has haunted me. For the longest time. (laughs) This is the face of a person who is questioning her life choices, being in this god-awful children's sing-along video. And you know what? I applaud her for it. You go, girl. And would you believe that was Carol Burnett? (laughs) I am looking at a picture of someone at the lowest point of their life. Just imagine that face for an hour straight. That's the Big Rock Candy Mountain video in a nutshell. I'm glad I'm not there. I'm glad I got Hambone for whatever that's worth. (laughs) Yeah, what is Hamboning exactly? I never got it, I never understood it, and I don't like it. It's essentially the safe-for-work version of beating your meat. (laughs) (laughs) So that the beaver and the skunk and the squirrel all sing a song about how the merry-go-round had so many kids on it that it broke down. So I was like, hey kids, it's a song about a death trap. I'm just saying we sing during the plague. We sing as Bible land vibes. <laughs> Change my mind. Oh man. Let's see what else what else is there actually? There ain't much else there is the thing. Um that we have three songs all in a round where it's just one, two, buckle my shoe, one, two, three, a leery, and one, two, three, a twirlsy. It's a lot of counting, I'll say that. 
We're skimming through a lot of the songs, but really, can you blame us? Also, Punchinello admits he's been around since his grandpa was a kid, and I was like, then who made you? <laughs> Punchinello's been around since, like, World War II, and I guess the Spanish flu. <laughs> Has Punchinello been through the COVID-19 pandemic? He caused the COVID-19 pandemic. No! <laughs> Randy, you raise an interesting point, by the way. I want to know where all these toys are today. Yeah. <laughs> like, just all these props. They're probably in a warehouse just degrading over time. Or <laughs> <laughs> they're in a landfill. Like, Poncinello probably has, like, his nose has probably fallen off at this point. They could be in a fucking landfill for all we know. <laughs> They'll return someday as long as we're young at heart. <laughs> I don't want to be young at heart. I don't want to be your playmate. I don't want to slide down your cellar door, etc., etc. Can I derail this for a moment, if that's all right? Yeah, go ahead. There are two IMDb reviews that I want to talk about, both of them claiming this film to be their favorite movie of all time. What? <laughs> I want to read these. 10 out of 10 reviews. Wait, is this on Letterboxd? No, this is on IMDb. Oh, boy. From January 25th, 2006. This is the best movie I've ever seen is the title. And here's the review. So back home in Atlanta, a select group of friends and myself have secretly been huge fans of this movie, Grandpa's Magical Toys. I usually refer to it as Grandpa's Magical Toy Chest. I don't know why. <laughs> we memorize the songs, we recreate the dances, we practice the hands claps, and although we are truly terrified of the scene where the beaver gets up close to the screen and shouts Hambo, <laughs> we watch it over and over again. So when I arrived at Georgetown University and met my roommate, it wasn't exactly the kind of favorite movie you would bring up in the first day conversation. But as weeks passed, joy and surprise, my roommate was also a huge fan. What? And now we can share in the glory of the best <laughs> musical sing-along children's movie ever created. It brings laughter, tears, and I can't even describe how wonderful this film is. I truly believe it will forever live in my movie history and all of its cinematic glory it's a cult all right so that's the first one um and this is a response to the last one saying i agree this is the best movie ever made hambone hambone um <laughs> this is dot 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 without a doubt dot 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 the best movie ever like that person from atlanta i am also obsessed with this my cousins and i know all the different parts. Our favorite character is the fat kid in the green shirt who plays the air saxophone like a spasmodic. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I die laughing every time. But of course, the absolute best part is the ham bone dance. It's so scary and enthralling at the same time. When the beaver comes up really close, ah, that's quality entertainment. And how Why? they can't ever touch their knees because of their costumes. Great. Why? I love it. The beaver's name is Ruby Burns, and I am her biggest fan. Wow. 10 out of 10. <laughs> he has a fan. Oh my God. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, these are two university students. I'm a college graduate who's watching these, so I guess I'm making a similar <laughs> life choice. But you're not calling it the greatest film achievement in history. I don't know. Like, I started and I was like, oh, is this like a teenager who just discovered the internet? <laughs> but ugh. it's Melody Mouse and Humbear themselves. They are making up fake <laughs> reviews. <laughs> Where's the Snyder stands on that? <laughs> so then the kids go back to normal size and then grandpa's all, oh, someday I'll teach you guys about the magic. And then they're just like, well, I guess we got to tell him. Wackity, wackity, do. 
<laughs> and then he brings out a pile of cookies for the toys and they all just magically come to life again, which, okay. So I guess they can move on their own. <laughs> I don't like the fact that toys can eat because that implies they can starve to death. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Has the grandpa been starving them? <laughs> Have I been starving my toys? Oh, no, I am a child. Is this like Neopets where like you can starve them, but they won't die? Is this like real children where you can starve them and they probably won't die? Yay! <laughs> or it's like how in Cars, I guess, Lightning McQueen has a tongue, so that implies that he has a digestive system. <laughs> what do they eat? What do you do with that tongue? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on the third day of our Wii Scream saga, do we keep Grandpa's magical toys or do we burn it into a crisp? Jesse. I don't even get to gauge the reaction of others. <laughs> um, you are in the judgment zone, Jesse. It's fun to meme on. I, I don't want to throw this away. Come on. Hambone is like something that should be framed on a wall. You know what? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a keep the tapes for me too. Just This was not one of the really terrible ones, but it was just still very bizarre and very fascinating to look at. <laughs> fun to riff on it's bizarre as fuck and it's definitely easy to make fun of and it's very cursed but it's unlike we sing together it's at least watchably cursed let me put it this way this is probably well this isn't the peak because we still have tomorrow's episode but it's okay it's not bad but it's not good either but it's passable yeah basically overall it's gonna be a keep the tapes for me kind of a tepid one but i can actually see myself maybe watching this again if i'm like super high so i guess we'll see <laughs> <laughs> i do want to make the claim that I, I am saying mine mostly because it isn't harming children yeah. i don't think children are taking away any horrible messages from this it's not like like you you, oh, should, yeah. you should not like gay people christianity also ham bone! <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, it, it, it's kind of telling children that it's okay if a clown walks up to you, says he's been watching you for years, and then winks. <laughs> I would say that's a pretty bad message right there. But if you're young at heart, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and then some people on the internet took young at heart to mean turn into a raging man-child. The end. <laughs> I don't think I can give this a keep or a burn. I give it a I'm gonna look away and it has 10 seconds to run in the opposite direction. Randy, no fence sitting. <laughs> keep or burn. Keep or burn. Keep or burn. Burn or keep. Wait, wait, what? You know what? I'm gonna mournfully burn it. Aww. Well, Randy, since you're in the minority, you have to go in the wrong booth again. Whackity-schmackity-doo. Quiet, you. Much like our baby bop discourse, now we're having Grandpa's Magical Toys discourse. <laughs> the, the wrong booth is just what I call my podcasting booth. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, so Jesse, thank you so much for joining us, man. It was so, so fun to have you on despite our crazed rambling and everything. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That's what you do podcast for, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Is there anything you want to plug? Um, I have a really goofy podcast called Musicals with Cheese, where I try to show my musical-hating friend um, that musicals are great one week at a time. It might sound like a different podcast, but we came first. <laughs> um, I also have 
a podcast called Dear Friends, um, where we answer questions in an Ask Abby-like format, um, but we also give you musical theater songs that'll help you through that trouble. So if you got that, go send your questions in, or don't. I don't care. You live your life. Keep watching Ch- Cattle K- Ch- KRT, though, because it's great. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are great, too. You don't have to follow me away from it. You, you guys are already no, here. No, please follow him away from it. His podcast is a lot of fun, especially the episodes you did with Tony a while back. Tony was a great guest. Um, it was before we even figured out our format, so I'd like to get him back on more recently um, now that we kind of have a vibe for how we handle guests a little better. Yeah. Hell yeah. Also, F to finding Nemo the musical. Uh, wait, they closed it? Oh, yeah, yep. they, yeah, they <laughs> Or maybe back. they brought it back. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm like the one defender of that musical. I might be having Bobby and Kristen Anderson Lopez on the show what? soon, so I'm going to 100% only ask them questions about finding <laughs> Holy shit. That's all I will. No, we're we're only talking about Oedipus the Opera and Finding Nemo the Musical. Forget everything else you've ever done. <laughs> What about WandaVision? No WandaVision. You can find me over on Mission Breakout on both Twitter and Discord. You can find me over on my Muppet Twitter, MuppetVision3D with an underscore before the 3D. Uh, You can find me over on Instagram under a walking pun. And you can find me beating the shit out of Cuckoo. (laughs) Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Cosmic Rewind, replace the E with a 3. You can find me on select episodes of The Emperor's New Podcast and Escape from Vault Disney. You can also find me on No Context Harley Quinn. And you can also find me uh, beating the shit out of Punchinello. Because I'm 90% sure that thing is cursed. No, you know what? You can find me giving Punchinello a fucking exorcism. Alright, as always, you can find me on the usual spots. TylerFG on Twitter, TylerFG96 on Instagram. For the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at channel underscore KRT, Instagram at channel KRT podcast, all one word. And we also have our link tree in our Twitter bio that gives you links to our Facebook page and our Discord server. And if you want to help support us, you can pledge to us on Patreon where you'll get episodes of this podcast one day early, as well as exclusive minisodes and outtakes. And you can also find me smashing the cookie jar because that is one scary motherfucker. You know what? Justice for Punchinello, he did not kill his wife. I don't care what everyone said. <laughs> <laughs> I stand with Punchinello. I'm printing out shirts. Justice for Punchinello. Yeah, I, I see the check he gave you specifically for saying in public that he's a good person. How dare you say that? He just wanked at me and I knew. Guys, he's the best clown ever and I'm totally not just saying that because he's right behind me and has a gun planted to the back of my head. Nope. Not not a single fault. In fact, he, he should be given money, not taken away money. <laughs> he can take my entire room if he wants. In fact, I'll even leave this room. He can leave. You know what? Take the wife, take the kids, just let me live. Wait a minute. Who's under that mask? Rob Kardashian. <laughs> All right. Channel KRT, cut to static.